0: Welcome to Healing with Worth, a podcast dedicated to healthy recovery and instilling hope in the wake of betrayal trauma. We are women who have experienced this intimately and want to offer hope to other women. While we may interview professionals on the show, the content should not be taken as therapeutic advice and is not meant to replace therapeutic healing. If you would like to join one of our free online worth groups to help with your betrayal trauma, you may find us at HealingWithWorth.org. Welcome to Healing with Worth. I'm Naomi. I'm Janine. And I'm Cherlyn.
1: We hope you have been enjoying our podcast and would really encourage you to visit HealingWithWorth.org to consider donating to the Worth program. Now currently, we have a wait list for women seeking help, so your donation allows us to offer hope and healing to women who have been experiencing betrayal trauma.
0: So today, we wanted to talk a little bit about forgiveness, and we wanted to share a quote with you today about forgiveness, and it comes from Jeffrey R. Holland, and he says, forgive and ye shall be forgiven. Christ taught in New Testament times and in our day, I the Lord will forgive whom I will forgive, but of you it is required to forgive all men. It is, however, important for some of you living in real anguish to note he did not say, you are not allowed to feel true pain or real sorrow from the shattering experiences you have had at the hand of another. Nor did he say, in order to fully forgive, You have to reenter a toxic relationship or return to an abusive, destructive circumstance. But notwithstanding even the most terrible offenses that might come to us, we can rise above our pain only when we put our feet onto the path of true healing. That path is the forgiving one walked by Jesus of Nazareth, who calls out to each of us, come follow me. I love that quote because... When we're talking about forgiveness, um, I think there are a lot of misunderstandings around the word forgiveness and what it means and what it doesn't mean. Sometimes, um, sometimes you hear that, that phrase, forgive and forget. Um, and some people think that it's, you're not, um, you have to let go of everything and, and that it means reconciliation, or it means trust, and and it doesn't mean any of those things. (laughs) Forgiveness is a gift, and that's what we want to talk about today, Um, a little bit about forgiveness, what it is, what it isn't, some helpful resources that we found, some quotes that we love um, around the topic, experiences that we've had, scriptures that have helped us to work through this challenging subject. Um, We want to talk about why we forgive, the benefits of forgiveness, um, and so much more. So with that said, um, we will get started here. So let's start with first talking about what forgiveness isn't. I feel like that quote that we started with kind of brings us into this topic um, and kind of opens opens that door to talk about what forgiveness is not. Janine, what were your thoughts?
1: Well, as I've heard that term in our congregations, uh, forgive and forget, I began questioning that, if that was even possible. And what I came to realize was that term isn't even used in the scriptures together at all. And so um, that gave me hope that what I was experiencing, I did not have to forget. It it did not have to be connected to forgiveness. And so that was really helpful to me to understand that it's forgiveness isn't tied with forgetting and moving on, although it's often taught in our congregation that that needs to be the case, that we need to forget about it. You know, we need to move on. Even with ecclesiastical leaders, and so uh, that was that was really helpful for me to know that it did not have to be tied to uh, for forgiveness, because we've been traumatized. <laughs> you know, we're not just going to get over this. While that would be wonderful <laughs> to do, it's not realistic because we've got a lot of pain that we we need to work through. So um, that that to me was really helpful.
2: Yeah, I agree with what you said. I think for me too, it's um, remembering, you know, is an actually uh, fearless endeavor that we have to do because there's so much pain associated with remembering and feeling. And so the counsel to forget is actually a sidetrack to hatred and resentment. So I think, um, you know, we want to be wary of that. It's like, it's that forgiving and forgetting they don't go together forgetting puts us into a different cycle where remembering and feeling takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot of time but it's very it's very helpful to help us move toward forgiveness when it does come yeah i loved how you differentiated the 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 paths
1: that that each create you know that one, one goes towards resentment and the other goes down a path where we we feel healing.
2: Yeah, and in my experience, I really feel like the to break, you know, you have those two paths, you have those two choices and feeling the pain is actually what sends you onto the other path and part of naming the hurt, you know, naming, you know, and so um, that's just my thoughts. Yeah, I love that connection that you've made with that. I think that,
1: remi-
0: very that reminds me of a quote that, um, that I had in one of my classes that was a family proclamation class. And it talked about um, forgiveness and repentance. And part of that, and this is um, a quote from some social scientists that is within that within that book from that class he says it's natural to be angry and even vindictive when one has been wronged. Sometimes victims are uncomfortable with these emotions and try to skip straight to reconciliation without adequately, sorry, without adequately acknowledging the wrong or allowing time for meaningful repentance and forgiveness to take place. But forgiveness demands recognition of wrongful behavior Murphy warned of this superficial forgiveness, or cheap grace, explaining that hasty forgiveness can undermine self-respect, respect respect for the moral order, respect for the wrongdoer, and even respect for forgiveness. And he elaborates, explaining that resentment legitimizes the wrongness and empowers the victim to seek redress. Just as indignation over the mistreatment of others stands as an emotional emotional testimony that we care about them and their rights— so does resentment stand as an emotional testimony that we care about ourselves and our rights. And I and I the I like that because it it talks about that. Like those emotions that we feel are important and they spur us to action. And while it's while it's not helpful for us to sit in the resentment and to dwell in that, it's an emotion and it's a feeling that that will allow us or give us that. Um, push towards action to do something about it, and that's where um, when we're talking about forgiveness, it's not condoning somebody's actions or or letting them off scot free. You know, if 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 charges need to be pressed or you know whatever the situation may be, it's not just giving that up and saying I'm not gonna I'm not gonna seek um, legal you know legal action, but It's, it's more of a gift that you give to yourself that you can let go of that resentment and you can move forward in, in the path of healing.
2: Yeah. You, uh, when you were talking, you made me think about how the gift is resentment and anger and all that kind of stuff. Let us know that our boundaries have been violated. And so if we choose to not pay attention to those emotions, we open ourselves up to being hurt again. And so, I think that's the, the, the danger of not feeling those emotions. And is we, uh, when we sidestep those emotions, we allow ourselves to be hurt. And so, it's very important to realize that this behavior made me angry. This behavior makes me resentful. And I think that's the gift of those emotions, even though we don't want to feel them. That's really the gift. Yeah, they're signs to us. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah exactly. Of being able to protect ourselves. And I
1: loved an article that my sister actually forwarded to me um, that that talked about boundaries and forgiveness and how we need to stop teaching forgiveness without teaching boundaries, because that's an important aspect of it, of, you know, being able to protect ourselves from even from our own anger and from our anger and resentment,
2: you know, it protects us from it.
0: Absolutely. I
2: think the, the key is, is whether it's projected or stuffed in, it's always corrosive to the human spirit. And so I think that's the, the thing I wanted to bring up is that projected means it's out, you're going to take it out on someone else, or you can stuff it in and turn that anger on yourself. And I feel oh, like oh, yeah. that's where um you, it's like, I find that I did have it. Want to project it out to others, but the real danger for me was projecting it inward and really um beating myself up, you know, about like, you know, this behavior made me feel like I'm not worth worth it or feeling like somehow I'm diminished by someone else's behavior, you know choices or you know, just that that downward loop of, you know self-loathing, you know what I mean? So I feel yeah. like when I was able to not when i was able to say i was hurt and i'm angry and i have the right to do that then it kind of protected me from going into that downward spiral yeah so that was kind of my thought i wanted to throw in there
1: and i guess it's important it was important for me to also realize that i i can't listen to the voices of others that tell me you know that you should just forgive and in our church culture, often people want to put us into often unknowingly, I must say, shame us for not being able to get into this place of forgiveness at the moment that they think we should. And what, what I'm connecting, I guess, with myself, with what you just said uh, Cherilyn was that I have often felt guilty for being in this place of anger and I have often been shamed for being in this place of
0: anger I think that's the hard thing about um, the misunderstandings is I think I think it's a Overall, when we talk about forgiveness in general, I think so many people misunderstand what forgiveness is and what it isn't. And that's where those ill-informed people will say, well, you should forgive, like without without really understanding what it means to forgive and what forgiveness entails, because it really um when we talk about forgiveness, a lot of people confuse it. And so one of, one of the other quotes from this book that I was talking about before, it says that forgiveness should not be confused with legal pardon, condoning, or forgetting. It's also distinct from reconciliation. These are not necessary for forgiveness and its attendant benefits for the victim to be obtained. And it's not tolerating either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kind of this along the same lines, but it's not
1: tolerating the behavior yeah. either, whether it be, whether it be the sexually acting out or the abusive behaviors that are associated with, you know, the the emotional abuse component of this this addiction
0: problem. Exactly, and so when when I think about forgiveness, so first of all. Forgiveness is a process and it can be, it's not something that can be rushed. Um, Forgiveness means being released from the anger and being able to develop some kind of uh, understanding or empathy for the offender. But again, it's a process and it's not a product because I think that's where it gets confused as well is that we want to say forgive and and the second that you say you're i forgive you everything's going to be better and you can move on with your life and life will be happy again but forgiveness is not it doesn't it doesn't benefit the person you're forgiving it only benefits you that's where forgiveness and trust get misconstrued as well where they think if you forgive then that means you automatically trust the person and that's not true either it's it's a The process of forgiveness is hard work and it takes time and it takes a lot of emotional energy to, to get to that point. Um, and, and it's a voluntary act and that, that you're doing for yourself. It's a gift that you give yourself. It's not, it's not a gift. It's not for benefit of anybody else, but it really is a benefit for yourself. And a gift that you give to yourself.
1: That reminds me of a quote by Vicki Tidwell Palmer in her book, Moving Beyond Betrayal. She says, uh, forgiveness is a delicate topic that creates confusion, pain, and even guilt for partners who've been betrayed and traumatized by their addict in their life. Partners sometimes deeply desire to forgive, but get frustrated with themselves because they can't do it. This kind of inner turmoil and conflict can slow down a partner's healing process because she's not allowing her emotions to flow freely, including anger. Forgiveness is a process. It's not something you can make happen. Forgiveness is very organic. And like all organic processes, you can't force it to happen, which (laughs) as I, you know, was preparing for this, I was reminded, I was journaling earlier this week about forgiveness and, um, realizing that, um, I, I thought in the initial stages, at least a, a couple years ago, that I had forgive, really forgiven. Like I, I didn't feel like I was holding on to, wanting anything from my spouse. But now I'm realizing, and I'm, I'm in this place where I'm, I'm wanting something from him. I'm wanting connection with him. I'm wanting trust with him. I'm wanting him to reconcile some things in our marriage and, you know, just questioning myself about mm, have I really forgiven and being in this place of trying to understand or trying to understand myself better at where I'm at in this process. And I kind of feel like I, I'm forcing it a little bit. And so this, this quote helped me to, and of get back into a place of you know the organic nature of this and it will happen it's a it's a gift from god that will be bestowed on me in his
2: time i guess yeah i love that and just want to add to it that i feel like for me when anyone said you know just forgive and forget they were not really realizing how difficult the process is and the other thing is I think that I confused forgiveness with just wanting the pain to go away. I thought yeah. for some reason if I could forgive that somehow the pain would be released or that if I could get justice, somehow that would stop the behavior of another person. But I've just come to realize that those things are don't go together and that, um, you know, just really realizing that it is very, you know, the grief profit grief process is very difficult and just allow myself to go through as many cycles of that that I want to and that I need to and that give myself the permission to tell the same story over and over and over again as many times as I need to until I can finally forgive. And I feel like that was one of the things that was frustrating for me was that whether it be my husband or someone else, I'd say, why are you so stuck on this story? You know, and I was like, because I'm it's a it's very challenging to to actually go through this process and I need to keep talking about it with hope that one day I can actually remove it from my mind and be at peace with it. And that's the process that I'm working through. And so I'd always think, well, if you don't want to join me in that journey, then I'm not gonna share with you anymore. But I feel like I did need to give myself permission to keep saying it telling the same story over and over and over again. So.
1: That is one of the forgiveness steps is to feel the pain.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that because um, that it's, it's part of that. Um, it's just the sorrow, right? You grieving is an essential element in the healing process. And a lot of times in this process that we've endured um, sorrow can be averted or camouflaged by anger. And when, when we give up the anger, we have to also then be willing to feel the sadness that gave rise to that anger. Um, because sorrow, sorrow is a natural response to loss and And it comes as the victim is able to name the offense and claim the injury, identifying and grieving all the accompanying losses. Um, So that's, that's part of the, the whole process, right? Because there are so many losses that we have in this process of betrayal trauma that we have to, we have to be able to, to recognize all those and grieve all those. And it's not a quick process, right? It's something that, that's why that's why the process of forgiveness is a process. It's not it's not something that's forced or or had quickly because those the, that grief, that state of grief that we're in, those things come up and they whenever I grief is one of those things that it it starts out huge, right? This like if you imagine this square box and this big, huge dot that almost fills the whole box, and it's kind of moving around and bumping the walls. And as time goes on, it gets smaller and smaller and it hits the walls less and less as it's moving around. But it, it's, it's this process that as you are processing and as you're telling that story, as you're getting that outside of you, it allows that grief to shrink and the sadness to shrink and allows you to be able to step into the healing and, and not be stuck in that grief state, but but to be able to move through it, does that make sense? Did you guys ever write down all your losses mm-hmm. Did you ever go
1: through that process? Yeah. I didn't. Did you? Yeah. It
2: was pages. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What was your experience like, Carolyn. I don't think it was in one sitting, but I found that uh, my journal writing was always about my losses, you know, because it was a very private space. And so I feel like I did that regularly. I would just, whether it be small or big, you know, it's like, I would just write them down and try to process. And like Naomi said, go to the root of that feeling. What am I really feeling? Is it, you know, and it's a lot of the time it was sadness, you know, sadness, sorrow. And that's kind of at the root of all this. One thing I wanted to throw in there um, was on that, that I think that's one of the reasons why addiction can complicate forgiveness because I feel like I feel like the forgiveness cycle can be activated when we completely know what um, know what's going on, so there's trust and honesty. And I feel like that's the difficulty about forgiveness is that I feel like as soon as I forgave something, Or like, I didn't even know like exactly what to name it because I didn't even know the detail of like what had happened, you know? And so it's like, and anytime I would, am trying to close something out with my husband, I would ask for the detail, you know, can you tell me about this situation? And then I would never get it. And so I felt like I, it was hard to complete the cycle because it's like, I would ask for the truth, you know, and then so to help me heal, and then I wasn't able to get it. And so I just kept going down and down. So I feel like that's something that really is complicated. That's people don't understand about forgiveness and addiction forgiveness, or whatever you want to call it is they because they don't open up and, and are honest with us, it really makes our grieving more difficult. Because if you could say, I had an affair, then you can deal with it and move on. But if it's staggered disclosure, a little bit of truth here, a little bit of truth there, The grieving process stretches out and it takes a long, long time to finally get the truth. So, I think, I don't know, what are your thoughts about that?
1: Oh, totally relate to that. I mean, that is so true. It's such a huge, huge component because you don't, I don't have this honest and open relationship with my husband. So, and that's what I desire, that's what I want, but because of, you know the complexities of his brain and what's going on for him that that just complicates
2: that so much yeah and i feel like we never get aware like a black dress or a hat that says you know what i I've, right. I've been wronged you know <laughs> i'm manifesting to the world that you know i am in a grieving state and so people right. don't allow us that that opportunity because how do you You know, it's like there's no physical outward signs that tell people, "Oh, she's going through a very difficult situation." I need to send her meals. I need to do this. I need to be more forgiving if she's irritated. You know, we just don't have that that benefit if someone dies, or you know, because that triggers like everyone knows she's grieving. You know, yeah, yeah, Yeah. because we can talk about it. It's it's you know, that's
1: not shameful to talk about a death, or you know, even having cancer, perhaps, or having some illness of sorts that that you know enters your life. Yeah, you can't but hide it. Addiction. It's like boy, it just complicates it even more because you're working through issues, your own shame issues related to this. And it's it's like what how people are gonna gonna perceive you as oh you must not be sexy enough or you must not be putting out You know, having sex with your husband enough and you have to deal with all these other complicated issues that really don't allow you to grieve openly, Mm -hmm. you know, with that's why I guess I've felt it to be really helpful to be in a a community of women who understand this because one of the steps in forgiving is to be able to share your pain and how can you do that with all this shame associated with this this um issue. It's so hard. So that's a great point.
0: Hi, this is Amy. I'm a worth instructor for worth YSA. And to get ready for our next round of classes, I'm giving away free registration to anyone who shares and likes our post about the worth YSA class on our social media site. You can find us on Facebook at worth women of rebirth and therapeutic healing, as well as on Instagram at healing with worth six. Head there now and reserve your spot for our next class and start empowering yourself with knowledge and tools to help you navigate the dating world with the challenges we see these days. But also learn what a healthy relationship looks like and how to first become a healthy, independent woman yourself. See you soon. I love that. Yeah, it it, just the perpetual nature of addiction just makes it hard to to do that just in general. I think when I think about it in my situation, I, I feel like because I was told to forgive a lot, I thought that what I was doing was forgiveness, but it was, I think it was kind of a superficial forgiveness because it, you know, any reoccurring behavior just kind of threw me back. You know what I mean? it Th- throws you back and, and then you feel like you have to say that word again. I forgive, you know, I forgive you, but not truly, not truly forgiving because not comprehending that he, he isn't capable of making the changes that he needs to, to make for me to, um, fully forgive him. So I had to learn Like you were talking about, Janine, that part of that forgiveness is boundaries, is creating boundaries, creating that safety for myself so that I don't end up in that place again, you know, because then we are responsible to create those boundaries to ensure that the way, the way that we want to be treated is different from the way that we have been being, been treated, been, been treated. (laughs) That doesn't sound right. Um, and is
1: but, it really a matter of forgiving, or is it really a matter of trusting your husband? You know,
0: right, right. And that and that's where that's where it, it gets, I think, extra confusing, especially when you're in betrayal trauma, to understand the difference between trusting and forgiving, and and how to separate those two. Yeah, and
1: it goes back to the issue that Carolyn brought up with this
2: honesty issue. I also think a complication for me was I tried to forgive with strings attached. You know, if I forgive, then you will do this. And I feel like that's kind of the cheap forgiveness is, uh, unconditional forgiveness is just given and it doesn't require a change of behavior or, and even to my, even to myself, you know, it's like, um, so talking, don't talk about just my husband, but it's like, if I forgave myself, it didn't always require me to change the sorrow or to change maybe that, you know, I'm mad or something like that. But I just truly said, you know, I, for, you know, it's like, does that make sense? You know?
1: Yeah. For, well, forgiving, isn't that one of the components of forgiving is not requiring anything in return or not requiring any strings attached? Isn't, I mean, I guess that's what I... I'm at the place of
2: understanding for myself right now. I don't know thoughts about that. Well, I just think for me I confused that, you know, like I thought that if I forgave, then he should, then he should or I should do something. You know, like yeah. so for example if um and I feel like that's what keeps us locked. So one a cute not cute example, but one thing I think that kind of illustrates it is um so if someone steals my pen, you know what I mean that and I say, "Well, I'm not going to Talk to you until you forgive me. And or t- let's see, does that work? Where's that? Until you get, I'm not going to talk to you until you give me the pen back. Yeah. And so then they continue to not give you the pen back. Well, then all of a sudden you're locked in this, this battle of wills. And I feel like that's kind of the concept that I'm trying to talk about is it's like when we give with a string attached, then we're locked in this battle of wills. And I really found myself locked in that battle of wills with my husband. You know, it's like, and I feel like I would say, you know, not say, but I would do stuff like, Well, I'm not gonna love you until you I'm not gonna um How about I'm not gonna give you another pen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Isn't that a boundary? Isn't
1: that a boundary? Like that's fine. I'm going no. to give you about taking my pen, but I'm not gonna give you any more pens. And that's a, a boundary. That's how you protect yourself from being angry about him stealing your pens i mean you know this is a really simple Mm
2: -hmm.
1: illustration but but then if he doesn't give you the pen you know he didn't have the pen it's just i'm not going to give him any more pens
0: (laughs) (laughs) so here's a question Sherilyn. Isn't that isn't
1: that doesn't that allow me to like protect
2: myself it does allow you to protect yourself
0: yeah i agree yeah, I don't Well, know. here's a question. Here's what I, I'm wondering, Sherilyn, if this is what you're trying to get at, like, um, in the pen, in the pen concept, I guess, or analogy, um, are you meaning like you have to restore what you took away yeah. before I can forgive you? Yeah. is is what you're talking about. Yeah. And so can I, I love this quote because this goes right along with what, what you're talking about. Um, Because that it is, it's such a hard concept. Um, because you feel like for me to forgive, he has to be repentant and he has to give me back what he took from me. Yes. And when we think about forgiveness, like there are some things in this process that our husbands have absolutely no way of restoring, right? They have no way to restore our self esteem. And let me just share this quote because it's incredible. And, um, it's from dr wendy ulrich and she says how will we get back what we lost if we simply forgive how can this be fair in most cases and certainly in the case of serious wrongdoing those who have injured or robbed us are not in a position to restore what they have taken they cannot make full restitution of our lost peace of mind our self-esteem or sense of well-being they cannot give us back lost trust Hope or safety, they cannot restore our lost options or heal our worldview. So, if the people who hurt us cannot restore these things to us, how can we ever get back what we lost? And it says, As we grant mercy, we gain the right to reclaim our lost blessings from Jesus Christ Himself. When we forgive others, Christ assumes their debt to us, and we can look to Him for the healing, peace, security, hope, trust. Well being and self image, he alone can restore. He is willing to take this debt if we're willing to release the original debtor to him to deal with on his terms and with his infinite wisdom and perspective on all the factors involved in their choices. We allow Jesus to deal as he sees fit with those who owed us, for now the debt is between him and them alone. We get out of the middle. Seen in this light, Forgiving others their debts is not simply pretending nobody owes us, which would not be just. It is rather a process of turning to Christ for the things we've lost, rather than turning to those who cannot restore our losses anyway.
2: Yeah, I totally love that. And I think it it's hitting on what I'm saying is that I think, um, let's see, how do I say it? It's a, it's a backward Sense of direction. We're looking. We want to get back to what we had, but forgiveness creates something new. We don't want to go. I don't want to go back ever again to that Carolyn that was took the blame for everything that felt worthless and all that kind of stuff. And so, I and I think that's what that quote saying to me is that by wanting, I can't remember the word she used, but um, wanting things to be to be restored, then we're looking backwards and we want something that we had in the past, but I want something new. I want a new relationship with my husband. I want a new relationship with myself. And I feel like that's really the gift that we can give each other, give ourselves is create something new. Yeah. You know I mean, don't want to go back to the past. Those are my thoughts.
1: I love elder Rasband's quote when he talks about forgiveness um, in his address to BYU students faith to forgive grievous harms, he says, in our live and live society, we may believe that being forgiven is just, just etiquette or good manners. It is not. We may think that forgiveness requires us to let mercy rob justice. It does not. Forgiveness does not require us to give up our right to restitution. It simply requires that we look to a different source. The non-nudgeable worldly phrase, don't worry about it and it's no big deal. Are not illustrations of the doctrine of forgiveness. On the contrary, when a person sins against us, it can be a very big deal. Ten points, or excuse me, the points is the point is that the atonement is very big compensation that can take care of very big harms. Forgiveness doesn't mean minimizing the sin, it means maximizing our faith in the atonement.
2: Yeah, I love that. I feel like it just talks about we don't want to create, we don't want to go back to the past, we want to create a new relationship out of our suffering. And I feel like one story I can share is that when my, I found out that my husband was seeing someone else, you know, obviously that hurt, you know, very deeply. And I think it took me, I don't think it did it. I know it took me like seven years to work through those, that process of grief. And I remember going into the temple one day, and when I left, that, that memory was gone. Not, not memory, that, that um, how do I say it? That pain was gone. And so I still, and that one example of what I know is like that song, Gifts, uh, what's the name of the song? Lips of an Angel, uh, what was really popular back then. It's about having an affair every time I heard that song, I would be triggered, you know, and just to remember that, that pain that I had. And then when I went to the temple and came out and I still remember that situation, but that pain is now gone. And so I feel like it's whether my, and it wasn't contingent upon my husband doing anything, you know, that was a gift, like Janine said in that quote, that was given to me by Jesus Christ, you know, and it's because I did, work that process, that long, hard process of seven years of trying to feel those feelings, name those hurts, you know, talk about it, you know. Um, and then, and I just, oh, that's just an experience I wanted to share. That's a great example.
0: Yeah, I, I appreciate that you were vulnerable with that and, and sharing that, especially, especially sharing the length of time, like when, like seven years is a long time to feel that pain. And it's a long time. And, and to me, it just reaffirms that the idea that it's a process and it's not, it's not an easy process. It, it's a process that takes time. So I just
2: want to give hope to women that it's possible to come out on the other end where, you know, you can let go, you can get that you know, a uh, release that like that situation for seven years was just occupied my time, my attention, my energy. And I finally am able to just let it go. And I still remember it, but it does not occupy my time and attention like it did before. And so I just want to give hope that if you're stuck in grief, like most of us are in addiction, keep going and it, it will in the right time, you will be released from that, the pain of that. That's my hope to share with people and be compassionate
0: yeah. with yourself in this process. Be compassionate. So I, I love, I love what you shared again, charlin and I appreciate your, um, your vulnerability. I think it's really important. And, and I think in closing, I just want to talk about um, a little bit about why forgiveness is important to me and, and what, I've, what I've come to learn about forgiveness. And um, for, for me, forgiveness um, has allowed me to be healthy in my emotional and, and in my physical health um, because it's allowed, um, it's allowed me to let go of a lot of anger and pain and has allowed me to pursue other paths that are more productive for me. Sherilyn, how has forgiveness helped you? Uh, Forgiveness
2: has helped me free up the past, get me out of the past, get me into the, into the present. And so I feel like that's one of the biggest benefits for me. I feel like forgiving has helped heal my family. And I feel like um, it's been definitely been a gift that I've given to myself that I am important. I am worth it. I am valuable. And I feel like I feel like those are the things that get taken that has been taken from me as I've worked through the pain of betrayal.
0: Thank you. Janine, what about you?
1: I guess for me, the benefits of Forgiving is that I can stand in the presence of God with a. Um, I'm trying to think of that scripture. As a scripture's coming to mind, but it's not coming all to mind. So,
0: it's bits and pieces. While you're looking at the, uh, for that, I, one other thing uh, came to my mind in, as far as um, the benefits of forgiveness for me, and I think probably the ultimate benefit for me has been to be able to recognize what my Savior is capable of doing for me individually and how um, I have been able to deepen my relationship with my Savior um, in a way that was not, um, that maybe was superficial before is now a much deeper and a more, um, trusting relationship with him and, and being able to recognize what he has done for me in being able to, to have that gift in my life.
1: I guess for me, as I think about the benefits of forgiving, it's, you know, wanting, Wanting to be in the presence of my heavenly Father again and living with Him, and since it is a requirement of me to forgive, I feel like I need to I need to work on it. and I need to move through that pain. And um, when, as I started this process, I do feel a connection to what you said, Naomi, about. the the savior you know being there and understanding his gift even more fully than i they, i perhaps did before and so that relationship that i've had with my savior in order to be able to work through this process has been a great great blessing to me it has solidified and strengthened my relationship with the savior and so um, no, I can't say that I, I don't know if I've fully forgiven. I feel like I'm still working through that process, but I'm trying to be compassionate with myself about it and finding strength in the savior to help me through this and just trust that at some point in time it will be a gift that's fully given to me where I don't experience
2: the pain anymore. About this, with this, yeah, I've there's a lot of things I don't like about betrayal, but one of the biggest blessings has been it's really deepened, like you said, Janine, my relationship and appreciation for the Savior and for His atonement. And I've really realize i've always thought the atonement was about repentance but i've come to realize through this experience that it's actually more comprehensive than that and it can heal the pain of, that is caused by other people and i've that's one of the biggest blessings that i would never want to give back or why i would go through the experience again is because i've just really become connected to the savior i know that he's there he's with he's by him he's my friend he's my Confidant, you know, he's, he's been just so precious. I love your testimony about that, Janine.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, It's definitely one of the the biggest blessings and um, something that I also would never give up. And I guess
1: there's there's physical reasons to forgive as well.
0: You know, this physically
1: can be really damaging to your body from the physiology as a logical standpoint.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So in closing, um, I just wanted to put in this quote, um, from Vicki Tudwell Palmer in moving beyond betrayal. She says, be gentle with yourself and trust that when it's time to forgive, it will happen naturally and spontaneously with no effort on your part. The quality of our self-care, including boundary work, and the way it improves our well-being overall, can have a powerful impact on our capacity for forgiveness. And I just want to echo that: that be gentle and trust that when it's time, it will come. And while there's a lot of emotional energy involved in this process, um, just remember that Christ is the ultimate healer and um he wants to heal us and he wants to help us and if we turn to him he will help us and he will heal us and i i have experience in that and testimony of that and thank you for listening today and i hope that this podcast has given you a new outlook on forgiveness and in some future episodes where we will talk some more about trust and um, what that entails in this process as well. So thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.
2: Thanks for joining us this week on healing with worth. Make sure to visit our website, healingwithworth.org to enroll in a therapist led support group or to check out our blog. If you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or wherever you may listen. Or simply tell a friend about the show. Be sure to tune in next week for a new episode because you
0: are worth it.